Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, October 20, 2022. I begin with a bit of a service information after three years. I'm finally coming back to the US for a week of very important uh, events and meetings. That is why the next episode of with Italian News will be published on Wednesday, October 26 and not on Thursday, October 27. And also because of this, the next episode, the first one in November, will not be published on Thursday, November 3, but on Friday, November 4. Starting the following week, we will return every Thursday, starting Thursday, November 10. Nearly 5 million Italians have failed to pay their electricity and gas gas bills in the past nine months. Because of rising energy prices, 4.7 million people have missed one or more bill payments, a number that will increase if prices continue to rise. 62% of these Italians said it was the first time for them they had failed to pay a bill, while nationally the percentage of those who said that they have failed to pay one or more bills in the past nine months is 10.7%. The phenomenon is more prevalent in central Italian regions, 11.5%, and in the south and islands, 11.2%. Fortunately, however, costs could go down due to favorable weather conditions with above average temperatures throughout Italy producing a drop in demand that causes gas prices to fall too. And due to the replacement of Russian gas with that coming from Algeria and other sources, which are cheaper. Anyway, even the price of the Russian gas is going down already back to the June level. These two conditions combined with the measures already decided in the last months by the Italian government could lead to lower gas bills for the current quarter compared to the July to September quarter. As for electricity costs, which are in any case linked to gas costs, forecasts say that with very high probability from the beginning of 2023 there will be a decrease of about 20%. In addition, the European Commission yesterday made official a package of aid measures for the energy emergency and finally gas storage targets to avoid emergencies have been reached well in advance throughout the whole Europe with Italy leading the way. And the huge energy costs will also be felt this winter by ski tourism, which has no small importance in the economy of many parts of northern Italy. There, you cannot save money by lowering the heating by a few degrees. Energy is needed and in abundance for the operation of ski lifts and for snowmaking on the slopes. In particular, there is concern in the Trentino Alto Adige region, where last year energy weighed 10% of budgets, while now it is up to 30%. But the increase in ski passes will not exceed 15%, otherwise, someone will be willing to pay it. Given all the costs in, in Trentino to Adige this year, it will cost 200% more, more than last year to keep the lifts open and produce snow, despite the fact that all the companies in the sector have already invested in energy saving. The, can, the cannons that produce snow are modern, consuming much less than those of a decade ago, and the same goes for the lifts, which in most cases have integrated photovoltaic systems. Political consultations for the formation of a new government has begun today. President of the Republic Sergio Mattarella will host the presence of the House and Senate at the Quirinale Palace and then the parliamentary groups of the two chambers before giving an assignment to try to form a government to Giorgia Meloni. There is hurry to get the new government as soon as possible and the assignment could be given as early as tomorrow night or Saturday morning. 
Although some unexpected problems have grown in the political majority that won the elections, it is very likely that by the end of the week, the new government will have sworn allegiance to the Constitution before the President of the Republic, and between Tuesday and Wednesday, it could receive the confidence in the two branches of the Italian Parliament. But while waiting to know the members of the new government, who are the new members of Parliament elected by the Italians, some statistics help us to know them better. College graduate, Generation X lawyer with limited English proficiency and already experience in Parliament. This is the average figure that emerges from analyzing uh, resumes, and this is why I'm not there. <laughs> but scrolling, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But scrolling through the pages, what emerges is a much more multifaceted and colorful picture. There are former sports glories, actors, sons of former politicians, but also former anti-mafia magistrates and even more than one yoga teacher. A group of varied experiences with very different backgrounds, starting from the biographical data with respect to 2018, there is a general aging of the members of the parliament more pronounced in the House than in the Senate. Generation X, those born between 1965 and 1980, is the most present, alone making up about 60% of the parliamentarians nationally, excluding the under-25s, they make up 32% of the population. While very under-represented under are the millennials, those born between 1981 and 1996, who, especially in the House, where the minimum age is 25, are only 15%, compared to 23% of the national average, again, excluding the under-25s. In addition to age differences, different educational backgrounds also emerge. There are those who have studied abroad, those who stopped at high school graduation, and those, the majority, who have earned a bachelor's degree. Compared to 2018, however, the level of education has increased. MPs with a high school diploma decreased from 2 to 0.17%. High school graduates also decreased, while college graduates increased from 646 .6 to 76%. More than 45% of the MPs report speaking no language other than Italian. As for professions, more than 30% of MPs are lawyers and 22.75% are professional politicians who have never worked outside politics in their whole lives. There are also human rights activists and personalities who come from the world of entertainment, sports and journalism. Some data <coughs> that speak to the future of Italy have been published in several interesting research papers. The first is about young Italians. The pandemic has changed the outlook of young people. 62% of young Italians have changed their vision of the future after the arrival of COVID. Only 22% believe that the future will be better and 40% that it will be worse. Looking at tomorrow in the younger generation, uncertainty 49% and anxiety 30% prevail, which in some cases turn into fear 15% and pessimism 13%. Almost half of young people, 45%, said that as a result of the pandemic, they would like to spend as much time at home as possible. Another study says that more than 10 million people will be living alone in Italy in 20 years. The prolonged decline in the birth rate increases the number of people without children, while the increase in marital instability as a result of the greater number of dissolution of couple ties results in a growing number of lone individuals and parents. If already in 2021 the share of single people aged 65 and older accounting for half of those living alone, it would reach 60% in 2041. In absolute terms, single people would reach 10.2 million plus 20% of which 6.1 million will be 65 years and older plus 
44%. And speaking of, speaking of change, one in three Italians would like to change homes in the next two years. The pandemic seems to have taken away our conviviality. Compared to two years ago, 48% of the Italians spend less time at home with friends. The home in Italy has become a much more individual place where people watch TV, read and listen to the radio more often than in the pre-COVID period in 37% of cases, spend time with family, increasing 34%, and engage in hobbies, chores, cooking and gardening, plus 32%. Therefore, Italians invest more than before to make it more beautiful and functional. And when we want to change it after the price, what counts has become energy savings. The preference for home ownership remains strong, especially in the large cities of the north, with percentages between about 60 and 70%. Given a choice, only one in four Italians, 24%, would prefer to live in the city center. The most inclined to the center are Gen Z youth, millennials focus on the suburbs, and baby boomers on areas outside the city. And speaking of cities, nine Italian cities aim to zero their greenhouse gas emissions in just eight years. These are Bergamo and Milan in Lombardy, Bologna and Parma in Emilia-Romagna, Florence and Prato in Tuscany, Padua in Veneto, Rome in Lazio, and Turin in Piedmont. They are on the list of 100 European Union metropolises participating in Horizon Europe's mission to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030. At the moment, though, it is still a hope because the situation of these Italian cities is far from the goal. Major fast and innovative interventions will be needed in the areas of urbanization, mobility, environmental impact, increased public green, using well and soon also the funds of the European Recovery Plan. Unfortunately, just to mention one topic, traffic in Italy has returned to pre-pandemic levels and it's awful. In Rome alone, people waste 131 hours in traffic jams every year. 131 hours every year and some measures that could greatly improve the situation, such as smart working, have been reduced, if not completely eliminated, both in public administration and in small and medium-sized enterprises. Now, it's all for now, it's all for today. Please stay safe and take care. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News. I'll see you next Wednesday. Remember Wednesday, not Thursday. Ciao from Rome.